Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is where you'll find today's tennis discussions going on, either on my broadcast, Chuck Reese's broadcast, or many of the others, uh, some of the others on the uh, Yellow Ball Network. Tennis is a Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey, and our mentors might provide the roadmap for your journey. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life. And for the last five-plus years, I've been blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are the mentors you will be hearing on our Thursday's broadcast? Well, the almighty will end at least once a month. You will continue hearing either Dr. Alan Fox or Coach Chuck Reese. Other mentors sharing their knowledge on Thursdays have been Ashley Hobson, Bobby Palis, Dr. Bryce Young, Ed Crash, Johnny Angel, Nick Saviano, Scott Williams, Energy Coach Leonard LeClaire, and others. Besides these coaches sharing their knowledge and achievements with you, you may also hear other college or high school tennis coaches or USTA, PTR, USPTA heads, as well as leaders from other tennis and racket sport organizations. Because I do believe Dr. King, when he said our lives begin to end, the day we become silent about things that matter, each week you will hear my biased views on North American tennis and life. I would like to thank Yellow Ball CEO J.P. Weber for hosting the program in on our network. And, of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is if you can listen at any time you choose to any of the programming of the Yellow Ball Network. Besides our Thursday conversation, the almighty willing, you will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I have previously stated, if you disagree or want to comment on them, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida Tennis Magazine or hear them on future broadcasts of Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessings. I should also mention that if some of you have taken the last, if someone has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop or you're not a subscriber to the magazine, uh, you can always get the last issue by going to www floridatennis.com or in between issues you may read Jim Martz uh, the other uh, authors and myself on Facebook at FL Tennis Tennis uh, Florida Tennis Magazine tries to keep you abreast of what's going on between issues and uh, we try to do that uh, with the social media that's hard for somebody old like me, but uh, I shouldn't say that. I apologize, older like me. I'm not ready to get old yet. I'm still fighting it. But uh, I uh, let me, uh, before I go into my commentary, let me just say hello 
I think that uh, today's mentors are here. We do have, I think, an outstanding broadcast, and I appreciate them. Let me just... Linda, Bryce, are you there? Yes, we are. Hello. Hello, Hello. young man. How are you, you, young man? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. after running around the state uh, for the last uh, ten days, uh, ten days, I've been uh, it's been hectic, but uh, it's been blessed. Let me just give my commentary. I promised about a year ago uh, that I would do them prior than uh, after, because as the two of you know, sometimes uh, I talk too much and uh, I didn't, I don't get to them. And I wanted to show everybody that change is uh, difficult, but it's uh, good. And even uh, somebody as old as me can uh, make the change. So I started doing them prior (laughs) just to show that change is for everybody, even me. Today's commentary (laughs) is love is part of the time equation of coaching. Those of you listening to Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessings have often heard my reason why when you break down the game of tennis, it's all about time. No, I'm not going to explain all the reasons again, but for those who did not read a previous article in Florida Tennis Magazine in which I explained why I conducted player-parent meetings prior to the start of high school tennis practice, that it was about love. Love and time go hand in hand and was the main reason I chose to retire from coaching high school tennis. This evening's mentor, coach, energy coach Linda LeClaire and Dr. Bryce Young, uh, are two of the major contributors to expanding my views on love being part of the equation of coaching and the time it takes. Although the tennis high school teams and junior tennis teams that we've produced and the traveling we've done throughout this country have all been part of our extended family, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren development is something Bobby and I just didn't want to miss. And there is just, there is just not enough time to do it all. This year, PTR Symposium, uh, and one of our grandchildren's college baseball teams was starting at the same time. Uh, and they, as you probably know, most of the teams, including Manhattan College, the northern teams start their season in sunny Florida and work their way back north. But missing out on that PTR event was something that was a struggle for us because for the past 30 years, uh, it's been part of our life, but it was made easier when Linda LeClaire and Bryce Young agreed to share parts of their master preservation program uh, with our audience. So uh, this evening, those of you listening are going to uh, experience what I think uh, the, the PTR, the whole experience of the symposium is special, but Every year, when I always made sure that I made their presentations. And uh, today, uh, we're going to get a little of the master presentation program. Next week, for instance, 
uh, another one of our grandson's college baseball team. They come to uh, Florida, and they'll be traveling throughout the state, and we'll be joining our um, daughter and uh, son-in-law again. Uh, so if I'm not responding to your emails and Facebook questions in my typical timely manner, I pray you understand why. But uh, Bryce, uh, Linda, I thank you so much. I'm sorry I missed the, your coach, coach from the heart presentation, uh, but uh, I'm going to turn the, most of the broadcast off over to you now because uh, we, we might have to have you on sooner than you normally come back and still finish everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly have a lot to talk about today. Um, but first I want to say I am so happy that your priorities were straight and that you were spending time with your grandchildren instead of coming to the PTR as much as we wanted you to come and be with us there. Well, it was a tough struggle, and I appreciate you and Bryce making it easier for that decision when you agreed to uh, share uh, some of your presentation with us, because I think the next uh, wave uh, energy techniques for peak performance is – so important. The days of when I got into the industry, uh, when my son said, Dad, you're a basketball coach, you should do this with me. Uh, it's a lot different today. And I think the young coaches uh, have more challenges, probably even than I did, even though I had uh, 30 years of coaching before I got involved with tennis. Well, Coach, I um... – we are more than happy to, to at least give you the Reader's Digest version of our programs. And uh, there may be more we'll have to get into in a future program. But uh, the, the PTR Symposium um, really outdid themselves this year. Um, there was a tribute on the Sunday night at the beginning of the symposium to Dennis Vandermeer, uh, the, the, the world-famous tennis teacher who, who brought me to Hilton Head Island 30 years ago to direct uh, mental coaching at his academy. And uh, they they attracted this year, I think, in honor of Dennis, who we could feel his spirit and his presence the whole week, they attract perhaps the strongest uh, faculty of speakers in their history, and uh, in, in, including Judy Murray, uh, you know, Andy and Jamie Murray's mother, who who was a phenomenal teacher and coach in Scotland before well, before Andy and, and Jamie won Wimbledon titles. Uh, Corey Goff, of course, Coco Goff's father and coach, uh, spent personal time with us, uh, with Linda and me. Uh, Robin Soderling, uh, even Rafael Nadal knows his name. Uh, I believe he's maybe one of a short list to ever win at the French Open against uh, Rafael Nadal. Uh, so you get a feeling for what a high-powered symposium it was. Yes, I, I, I imagine that. And I was trying to keep it abreast as much as I could, but uh, 
It is a blessing. And Dennis Vandermeer, we all owe so much to him. And, of course, uh, I've been campaigning and being my typical pain with the uh, – because I do believe he belongs in the International Tennis Hall of Fame, and I do believe he should have been in here prior to that. And I've written about it before, and uh, I'm sure I'll be doing it again. Um, well, a, a quick follow-up, and then I want to turn things over to Linda, because she had a three-hour class, master class, following our presentation uh, on the final day of the symposium. But... Um, off the air or uh, between our, our interviews with you, uh, I may be able to help you along that line. Oh, great. Linda? Great. Linda? <laughs> All right. So the master class, the next wave, energy techniques for peak performance, was a three-hour class. So this is definitely going to have to be a, a shortened version of that. But i got to tell you, the three hours just, went by so fast. It was incredible. We had a great group of, of coaches participating, and much to my personal joy and happiness, our son, Josh, and his special friend, Courtney, were also attending the class and taking part in it. So um, oh. as a mom, having my son there was really awesome, <laughs> and taking part imagine. in learning these techniques. Yeah. Well, um you know, there's a lot of talk about emotion and uh, athletes uh, either being able to control their emotions or not control their emotions. And um, there's so much new um, evidence and new techniques in how we, uh, how we can take charge of our bodies and how we activate different emotions and, and uh than different physical responses as well. So I'm really excited to talk about this because um, it's easy. It's really easy to tell your players, you know, control yourself. Uh, don't get angry. Don't get uh, frustrated out there. Stay calm. Uh, it, things like that. It's easy for us to tell them to do that. But to actually give them tools to, um, to learn how to do that. And to be able to do that from these tools is, to me, invaluable. Because so often, players just don't know what to do. And their intention is, can be as clear as possible that they're going to stay calm out there. But, boy, there's a lot of triggers and a lot, of, a lot of different things come up that um, instead of them responding to the situation, they just react, and it's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. And before they know it, they've gone down the path of frustration or anger. And emotions, emotions are good things. We actually want them expressing emotion because emotions are energy in motion, and all energy is frequency, and all frequency carries information. And different emotions produce different frequencies. For instance, the frequency of creative, elevated emotions like love and joy and gratitude are much higher than the emotions of stress, such as fear and, and frustration, 
which are lower frequency emotions or energy. And uh, it's our own personal thoughts and feelings that we are sending out and receiving at all times. So to change our state, we need to have different thoughts and feel differently. Now, so how do you do that? Well, this technique that I, I think we have talked about it before, but I'm going into maybe a little bit more today with you, that back in 1991, there was a discovery of over or around 40,000 sensory neurites in the brain. And sensory neurites are brain-like cells. But instead of being in the cranial, in the head, these brain cells, brain-like cells, are in our heart. Now, this is an awesome discovery because it, it Whoops. oops, decline. Sorry. Uh, Coach Denise, I'm, I'm sorry. When we get calls from, uh, from athletes and coaches, they beep in and we immediately decline and we'll get back to them after the show. Yeah, and while we're – so I don't interrupt anymore, too. I, I appreciate those of you that are calling in. I can see your names on the computer – or not your names, but your telephone number. But I don't take calls during the broadcast, so please email me or, you know, contact me. I do respond, uh, but I don't take calls uh, during the broadcast, and I'll explain some other time why. <laughs> Okay, Coach, I want you to tell you, um, when I started the master class uh, last Thursday, I, had, I, I wanted to give everyone kind of a baseline uh, foundation of information about energy, our energy, and how it works. And so I started talking about it, and I explained, I'm going to go through this really fast and, because I want to get to the technique and actually do the technique with you. And I, was, I just started introducing some things about energy and hands were going up and they wanted to know more about it. And I mean, I kind of forgotten how excited people get when they hear this information, especially if it's the first time or they just have gotten into a little bit, because it's very exciting to realize that we, we actually are energy and information. And when we learn how to, how to fuel in the correct information into our energy, we're actually learning how our body works and how to take charge of it. So these, what I was saying before we get interrupted was about these 40,000 sensory neurites. Now, these cells in the heart is our introduction to what we call heart intelligence. Because what we've learned from this is that the, that the heart actually can think on its own independent of the brain in the head. It can feel on its own independent of the brain in the head, and it can remember on its own. So it's this whole new um, understanding of the power of the heart because the heart is taking in that information and sending it to the brain in the head, which then re- receives this in- these instructions from the, from the heart, 
and then it releases the biochemicals into the body, which allows the body then to respond to those chemicals. And in tennis, in performance, it allows your body to perform as it has been trained to perform. And oftentimes, better than we even realized it knew how to perform. To me, this is, this is just so exciting because what holds us back from performing, really whether it's on the court or being our highest and best selves in life, is the lower level frequencies such as fear and doubt frustration, impatience, all those, those energies that lower our frequency and thus lower our performance. So when I'm explaining this to the people that are working with us, it starts to make sense to them because energetically you feel the difference. You feel different when you're coming from love than you do when you're coming from fear. There's a flow in your energy when you're coming from love. When you thought about what am I going to do, I really, really want to go to the PTR and the symposium, but I really, really want to be with my grandchildren. My guess is the deciding, uh, the decision was made from your heart. And right. you went and, and blessed you for honoring that decision, you went with it. Now, I want to tell you a, a story. Uh, uh, this is not about tennis, but it's a life story. Last summer, my sister had a heart attack, and she was in the hospital and, with her um, children, and I was at home, and she was going through the process of having to decide whether to have surgery on her heart the next day. And the problem was, or the challenge was, that she could die in the surgery. And so it was a life and death decision that she had to make. Well, her children obviously didn't want to make that decision for her because to do the surgery, there was, there was no certainty. To not do the surgery was to live with um, her heart giving out at any moment. It, I mean, there was no, no way to go to know what the right answer was. And um, her, her kids were keeping me up to date with what was going on. And so I called her, and she right away wanted to talk to me. One of the, we have a very good relationship, and I have helped her in the past with other health issues, and so she trusts me. And she, she started right away talking about how she doesn't know what to do. And she went, it was her brain was going back and forth with the positives, the negatives, the fear, back and forth, and she didn't know what to do. And the more she thought about it, the more fear she went into. And so as I was talking to her or listening to her, I knew that I needed to do this technique with her. And so I explained that I have this technique that I do with my clients and I do with people who need to make decisions, just like the one you're 
needing to make. And as I, as I was just talking with her about the process, that there was a way to, dis, to make a decision, I could, feel, I could feel her then already calming down. And I took her through the technique, and by the end of the technique, my question to her was, now that you're in this state, ask your heart if you should do the surgery, which she did. The heart gave her the answer. She decided to have the surgery. Immediately, she was relieved. She was, there was no question what she was going to do. She knew that was the right answer. She had the surgery, and fortunately, she um, came out of it beautifully and is, is living healthy and doing really well right now. And I tell that story because it's such a um, real, um, it, it, it's just so real. We're all faced with decisions that not necessarily are that tremendous, that, that serious, but just decisions that we can't make up our mind because we're using our brain instead of our heart. And in the past, a lot of times the heart got a bad rap. Like, don't decide from your heart. you got to decide from your brain. When in actuality, it's actually the opposite. It, and when we are playing tennis, there are so many opportunities where we get distracted or a button gets pushed, we get triggered, where we could go into anger or frustration or really getting down on ourselves. But being able to respond differently, in fact, respond from a place of strength, meaning, uh, okay, this, this anger is not going to help me. That's going to hurt me, in fact there's another way I can respond. And doing this technique daily, it's very, um, it's very easy to do, but very powerful. Now, do you have any questions or, you know, did I go over something too fast and it doesn't make any sense or, you know, any, anything that comes to mind as I'm talking about it? And Bryce, you can no, jump in too. No, I think um, I think you ought to go on with it, but I I don't know. About last year at this time with my daughter and uh, watching one of our grandsons, I was struggling with some things. And uh, after leaving the high school and people contacting me and trying to go back and do this, and she asked me a question, and I can't. I'm not in my library because my wife has taken that over and now I (laughs) I cast from the sunroom. But I can't remember this doctor's name, Dr. Caroline something, but she wrote a a book and my daughter thought maybe that you might know her or or talk about it. And she suggested I read it because she says, yes, God speaks to women, too, was a main help for college. As you know, I've given that book out, too. I love your other uh, book, too, but the, the confidence factor, but I really thought that was a special book. But she has, they told me to read this other book, Switch on Your Brain, 
and she takes a different, a, a little different approach, but I think you're talking in the same thing. And she says it's not all the neurons being wrapped and that they don't unwrap the things we learn, but we're learning that the heart, the brain isn't just in her head. It's also in the heart. And and that brain is not talking to you. And she she uses the, the, the Bible that says science is catching up to the Bible. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate what you're saying because uh, that that was um, uh, something my daughter shared with me through me sharing your book with her years and before her children were born and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about if we do the process? Good. And um, as we're doing it, I can uh, give a little bit of information while we're doing it. But I want everybody to at least learn the process so they can begin to uh, do this technique. And if they have any questions, you know, I'm open to answering any of them by email or um, however they want to contact us. So the this process uh, is going to take about five minutes, a little bit less. We'll do it because of our um, time constraint. But the first, the first step is to move your attention to your heart area. So move your focus. Instead of your focus being in your head, moving it to your heart. And it helps, like, if you put your hand over your heart area, and because wherever we feel that touch, that's where our attention goes. So just move or place your hand over your heart area and have your focus in your heart. And then step two is to slow your breathing down. Maybe five or six on the inhale, five or six seconds on the exhale. So we slow our breathing down because the only time we breathe like this is when we feel safe. And so what we're doing is sending the message to our bodies that we are safe. So continue doing almost as if you're breathing from your heart is what it feels like. And you get that steady rhythmic breathing. And the third step, which is very important, is to create as sincerely as possible a feeling of gratitude, of appreciation, of caring, or of compassion. All forms of love energy. So continue breathing and feeling gratitude for anyone or anything, feeling care for anyone or anything, or compassion for anyone or anything. And while you're doing this, Breathing and feeling these emotions, what's happening is that you are triggering over 1,300 positive biochemical reactions in your body. 
you are directly accessing your subconscious mind. You're having access to deep intuition. You're awakening super learning ability, super resilience, and you're also triggering your immune system. When we have coherence between the heart and the brain and the body feels safe, then it's like all systems are on go. We're not needing, we're not in danger. So every part of our system can work. And so that strengthening of the immune system, of course, has long-term effects in so many, so many different ways. Just continue breathing for a few more moments from your heart, feeling gratitude, appreciation, caring, or compassion. Okay. Just slowly kind of rub your hands. And come back to awareness. Now that took us actually only three minutes, but it doesn't the the effects of it doesn't stop because we've stopped doing the process. The effects actually go on for uh, six hours, so it's a great thing to do in the morning. And then maybe later in the afternoon or the middle of the afternoon, depending upon what time you start in the morning. I recommend that you do it before, um, before you play, before you compete, before you have um, important meetings. The students do it before they take tests. There's so many opportunities where you want to be clear thinking and feeling. And this process, marrying the heart and the brain, creating coherence and balance between the heart and the brain is so powerful. And all we have to do is is this short process to create that. You'll notice that you're more, um, you feel more peaceful, you're more accepting, um, you're more open to positive changes that you might not have been in the past. You're more creative. When you're, pl- when you're competing, you're trusting your body more than, than you have in the past. And I know I've experienced that so much in the last year since I've started playing singles again, that getting out of my body's way and letting it do what it knows how to do is it's kind of like having a secret, you know. It's just so it's so powerful to be able to do that, and that's that's really all there is to it. There's more techniques that um, that I can teach along with it, but that's the one basic one. And the you know, I highly recommend people do it. It's easy. And what I did when I was coaching, when I, you know, I'm volunteer coaching my grandkids, their middle mm-hmm. school teams, and we would do at the beginning of the practice every day, we would sit in our 
sacred circle, and for five minutes, I would do heart brain coherence with them, and they absolutely loved it. So much so that the first year I did it with the with the team, we were on our way to a or we were at an away match, and it didn't look like we were going to have time to do it, and. So we were about to send the girls out to to the courts, and one of the sixth graders popped up, we have to do heart-brain coherence. And I had no idea how, I mean, other kids then piped up too. Yeah, yeah. And the feedback I got from these sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls was so positive. The end of the season, they told me they were going to continue doing it because they loved it. It helped them not only stay focused at practice, and in matches, but it helped them with before taking tests and other activities that they did. So it's a very, um, <laughs> it's a simple thing to do, but very powerful. And I really promise anyone who starts doing this regularly, you will notice a difference. It may take four or five or six weeks for you to really become aware of, of that there's been a shift in your energy, to a, definitely to a higher level. You're feeling the effects of it. You're, um, you're thinking clearer. <laughs> your response to challenges is coming from a, a place of strength, not of weakness. You're less defensive. You're less argumentative. You're more open. You're uh, listening to understand instead of listening to argue, <laughs> things like that that are, to me, just invaluable for a, a better life. So I think that's about all that I want to do with that today because I know Bryce has some things that he wants to talk about. But if, there's, if you have just a, a question or something, now would be the time to I'd like to hear from Bryce. I, I would I do appreciate the fact that you said, you know, it might take you six weeks or something because I think, you know, watching a, a show and seeing the problem solved in 60 minutes or less, we forget the importance of repetition. And unfortunately, our education system doesn't push it as much. And to to develop those good habits that you're talking about doing, which is going to bring so much rewards, is it going to happen mm-hmm. if you do it once every six months? No, no, you're right. Yeah, I, that's very true. Coach, um, you yeah. you just led me, you segued me straight into something I really wanted to include for our listeners today. Um, very quickly. What what brought me from into sports psychology uh, was 20 years of high school and college coaching for girls and boys, women's and men's tennis. And at the time I started, the University of Virginia, I, I earned one of their first doctorates in sports psychology because I couldn't find anything, Coach, in, in terms of the mind, the mental game. Uh, Going back to 1974, we have Tim Galloway, you know, with uh, the inner game. But mm-hmm. uh, so what led me to that was how can I, my mission is 
to help athletes fulfill their highest dreams through life and sports. Well, we know everybody's, especially with today's equipment, which is fantastic. The rackets, the strings, the balls, I mean, everything in our sport is high tech. And, I mean, you know, for 36 years, I traveled the country representing Prince Tennis. Now, Linda and I are sponsored by Head Pen. And everywhere we went, people would say, well, these were the key questions, always. The key questions were always these. Okay, why can't I focus for a whole match? Well, is that physical or mental? Why don't I play as well as I practice? Well, is that physical or mental? Why don't I trust my training when I'm competing? Is that physical? Is that mental? And so after 20 years of coaching, I thought like my teams were always, I thought they were the fittest teams out there. Uh, Bless his heart, Tony Martin, one of my, my students at Bethany College in Kansas, passed away this past year. And one year after I left, Bethany, they were playing, they were within a few points of going to the national championships and their player cramped. And bless his heart, he couldn't move. The other team came back, won the conference, went to nationals. Well, this will give you an insight into Tony Martin's spirit. He immediately called me and he said, if they'd been coached by Coach Young, they wouldn't have cramped. (laughs) (laughs) because we spent more time on the track than the track team well where we're going with this is your habits you talked about habits in our educational system William James preeminent psychologist in American history said our lives are merely a sum of our habits and if you think about it the time you get up and brush your teeth to the time you tie your shoes we're not consciously thinking how to do that. We learn a habit. Uh, people learn to drive. Sometimes we get to a stoplight and we can't remember where we just came from. You know? Right. I mean, and so it's all a collection of habits with athletes. Well, maybe as a young coach and you as a mentor to so many, Coach Denise, and, you know, the people I respect in coaching, the great training coach, Chuck Creasy at the Citadel, Ashley Hobson. Ashley has has invited me to speak to their closing banquet at Inspiration Tennis Academy. Um, They all learned the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. Well, when, when you keep it simple, stupid, and it becomes a habit, and this will be a whole different program when Linda talks about the subconscious. When, when we have good fundamental habits, one of my bumper stickers is breathe more, think less. Because our conscious mind, when it gets busy and starts thinking, gets in the way of our habits, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. And so, now feel free to, to jump in with a question. But, but basically, so, so what, you can imagine Linda and I with 30 years of energy coaching and mental coaching 
having 45 to 50 minutes at the PTR for pros from 50 countries. Now that <laughs> that is a challenge. So so my my little my my few minutes there, I said let's just do bumper stickers. And so I'll I'll, I'll give you a few of my bumper stickers. Uh-huh. The goal the the goal when you go on the court, again. Go to your breathing. The minute the ball goes out of place, that's the breathe more in capital letters. In the little tiny letters, think less because most high school players, even college players, have taken so many lessons, they've had so many practices, that they start giving themselves a clinic when they make a mistake with their strokes. That invariably gets their minds busy. It's like gerbils or little you know, chipmunks running around in their brain and all of a sudden, they're spraying balls all over the court. To quote energy coach LeClaire, uh, to my left here, <laughs> she would call that scattered energy. Well, scattered thoughts lead to scattered energy. However, let's say they think they got a bad call, or somebody hits a let court and breaks their serve and they get upset. Now their thoughts get stuck on, oh, man, I can't believe it. Oh, I never get a break. Oh, can you believe that call? Now your thoughts are stuck, your energy's stuck. And what we, both Linda and I, work with, you know, we work with private students who call us from all over the country, uh, actually internationally with WhatsApp. And basically what we're working with them to do, Coach, is how do we help them learn to manage their thoughts and manage their energy so that they have a quiet mind and a fluid body to do what they've been trained to do by their coaches. Um, let, let me stop at this. So important. I, I hope I'm making some sense to, to all the coaches and parents out there. I, I hope so too, because I, I think back 20 years ago when I introduced uh, the mental aspect of it to uh, the train when I was doing the training for the Florida Athletic Coaches Association and people would say, well, high school kids, these are high school kids. What does mental coaching have to do with that? And I just, and it just always <laughs> blew my mind. Uh, uh, but, you know, just the routines are really the basics for form and structure. And we stress that, with our stroke developments, we stress that with how to take time away from your opponent. Why not mm-hmm. stress it with building a structure in your mindset that you could think? Why not develop good habits from Linda and you? And I hope uh, that we're seeing more and more of this because I, I think it's still not – a biggest part of the training of an athlete as it should be. It's a lot more than it was 20-some years ago. I understand that. But is it, you know, is, is it as big a part as, do you think it's a bigger part as it should be? Oh, wow. Um, okay, real quickly, and then I'll let Linda give her point of view. Um, when I came, when I came out, of, out of the University of Virginia uh, 30 years ago, Coach, what the only reason a parent or a coach would would bring a child to me was, well, 
the, the high school coach says she's a head case. Um, the, the tennis pro says um, he loses his mind in, a, in competition, okay? In other words, they, there's something wrong with them. Now you fix them as quick as you can. Can you, make a, can you get a mental band-aid for them <laughs> so we can take care of this? And, and the beauty of this, I'm smiling ear to ear. I, I'm, I hope that it doesn't sound like there's an edge to it because the consciousness is higher now. For example, Peter Carter helped a young man named Roger Federer get a sports psychologist when he was losing his temper as a junior tennis player. Now, I think we can rest our case that if Roger Federer could use a mental coach or an energy coach, the rest of us probably should be open to it. Yes, it would seem that okay. way. Right, yeah. it would seem. I, 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 lo- I love your understatement. Now, before Linda jumps in, so here's what I put on the big screen in front of these pros from 50 countries at the PTR Symposium. You don't have to be sick to get better. Ah, I love that. I love that. Oh, very good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that and that is how we approach young people when they come to us. Linda and I are looking for all their strengths and I mean, I would these are psychotherapy type questions, but I would ask um what makes you happy on the court? What makes you happy off the court? Um, what what would you need to change to be happier out there? Not frustrated, not not feeling like your lessons and your practices aren't paying off. And what new habits do we want to add to your strengths to help you use your game better? Now, the reason I approach it that way, Coach, is because then – the student is buying in because it's their program. It's not me telling them what to do. So too. Yeah. Linda? I love that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow that. I hope, hopefully I always give you credit, but uh, I love that. Well, coaches, as, as long as we're helping athletes fulfill their dreams, I'll be happy to have you use it. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. You were asking. You were asking about, uh, you know, whether or not this should be taught more to athletes, and and our experience it, with the athletes that work with us is they know that they need more than what they're getting. They know they're missing out on something. They don't know exactly what it is. They may say, you know, something about the mental game, but they really don't know. Um, what they don't what? know. Right. And um, I had, you know, I want to give you a response from one of my my players who plays on the number one te- college women's team in the country and who just won, won the national indoors. And she sent me a text with less than a half an hour after the match was over, after they had won the championship. And she wrote, thank you so much. You have no idea how much everything we have done helped me today. It is 100% the reason I won today. So thankful for you and our sessions. Now, wow. yeah. And 
and in no way that, does that mean she's not thankful to her coaches and, and the other people, you know, helping her. But the realization of when you've got, when inside out you are doing the right things, all the things that you are teaching your body physically to do get to manifest. They get to, your body gets to do what it knows how to do. But without, without those tools that ignite from the inside out, we end up holding our bodies back from doing it. And we, another part, um, life part, is also it's how we block healing in our body. These techniques help our bodies also to heal faster and actually to, to stay healthy in the first place. So there's, I mean, we're so excited and keep learning and adding to what we are doing and, and um, how we can help people. And we hope like today that, you know, if, if people could take some nuggets of this and it opens them up to looking into this more and, or contacting us, whatever path they want to take, because you know, we have so many techniques that go beyond just telling people how to act or what to do now. The, and I think people are ready for it. I mean, when I was doing this back in 1990s, uh, it was a lot tougher. I had to um, really lay a, a huge foundation before people would be, could, could even understand what I was talking about because it was so new. It was something they had never heard of. And it went, and it went against really all the old school techniques. Um, did you want to say something, Brett? Oh, well, the coach, knowing that we're yeah. always under time constraints in your interviews, um, if, if your listeners want more information, simply go to our website, yourmentalcoach.com, and that will give them contact information for Linda um, if they're you know if they just want to start by by reading our books um, uh, the courtside coach uh, just came from the publisher and it's 10th printing um, Linda's books yes God speaks to women too the confidence factor on there people can just do that easily over the internet they can just use the internet and they place an order but if they just want more information there's there's no no hassle to that, and we're answering texts and emails every day with, with people checking in, just asking questions, and that's why we're here, to, to help parents, to help coaches, to help athletes. Well, you mentioned the books, and, of course, you know, the people that know me, uh, you know, I gave out books rather than trophies during my years at the high school, and uh, one of my notes for question for you, because somebody recently uh, asked me about uh, doing a book that I did for a small book from the uh, District 15 NJTO, and most of that was the idea that came from the courtside coach that you did. And, of course, uh, uh, in those days, I was blessed. My wife worked for Morgan Stanley, and Morgan Stanley paid for part of it, and Gamma paid for part of it, so it was easy mm -hmm. to self-produce it, and of course, as you know, because I talked to you and Bryce back then, 
That's God, I don't know how many years ago it was now. I had to find, I only had one copy of it left, but some people asked me for copies. And uh, I told them I only have one left. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I said, well, why don't you get it done again? But I'm glad to know that your book, The Courtside Coach, is done again. And I heard you right that Yes, God Speaks to Women, too, is also uh, in the second edition. Yes, yes. So, and I think the information in our books, and especially in the Yes, God Speaks to Women, too, is so relevant and important today. You know, it's like when I wrote that book, it was kind of tough. People weren't really ready for it, you know. And when even when I read it today, I I find information. It's like wow, you know. I'm impressed with what what came through me in that information because it was so solid and so true, and it's so true today. And, it, oh, yeah. and it's yeah. no question. I have more people that I've given that book to. Uh, tell me that, that that book has helped them and so much, and they've read it over, which I have done numerous uh, times, and I only have mm-hmm. one copy of that left, too, and I've got written all over the inside of it who it belongs to. And we lost a lot of books during a hurricane in 2004, and uh, I didn't have a library. But it's good to know that uh, the courtside uh, notebook uh, doesn't have to be read rewritten because they could find much of that information uh, in uh, Bryce's uh, book uh, because uh, I will definitely be referring people again to you because uh, I I think the the basis, I I hear sometimes people say, I hear you like so-and-so on Facebook because I like to let young coaches get out and express and something. But I've heard you disagree with that procedure. Well, because I disagree with the procedure, that doesn't make me right or wrong. I like the idea that young people are willing to put their ideas on paper and go out and uh, express them. So I don't think we just – we don't do enough you have the word. I don't believe it. I just said, uh, I don't know if you heard that or, or not, but we're no, no. 90 Co- seconds. Coach, I'm going to give the 90 seconds to you. Yeah, Co- Coach, no, what, repeat that, though. That's really important, what you just said about young people and coaches. Well, I just think that they should express their ideas, but don't don't get upset or don't be uh, – you get challenged on it. If you're going to express an idea, you should be able to support that idea. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on, and I think uh, we've got to – I'll give you a call because I think we have to come up to another time in the next two months uh, to have finished this conversation. The time just went by too much. Well, we would love that. We, Coach, we look forward to it. And, and as we said, we, we welcome all of your listeners to contact us. And, and uh, God bless you for all you're doing for tennis. And God bless you for sharing with us. It's because of mentors like the two of you 
uh, that's going to, I believe that's going to keep our game growing and being the special sport it is. So thank you very much, and we will talk soon. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.